Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends Only. My name is T. Kyle. And I'm calling you about your extended car warranty. <laughs> Bradley. (laughs) Press one now. (laughs) Is everybody not getting those calls nine times a day? Oh, I'm getting hundreds a day. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, it's too much. And we're here to talk about... (laughs) Yeah, Geico, not sponsored. Um, Right. What were we saying? Oh, and this is your weekly (laughs) pop culture podcast where we talk about... (laughs) Legends only. Press one now. (laughs) I can't. It's also, oh, by the way, so everyone listening knows, which if you're listening, you like can't see it because this is a podcast, but Brad right. and I can actually see each other now <laughs> because, um, should I just tell everyone what I learned? Yeah, you should. So today I learned that you can take <sighs> FaceTime calls with your camera from an iMac. You know what? It's... Everybody learns at their own pace. That's that's what that is. I don't know how you. What was I, that? <laughs> and I, I genuinely do not know. I thought that we just didn't do video because there was something too complicated. I didn't know that it really boiled down to you not knowing we could just voice chat. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was the latter. <laughs> I it was like I can't figure that out. Got it. Well, we're here now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Welcome back to another week of Legends Only. Um, how's your week? Chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yours? Yep. I oh, mentally very unwell. Yeah. Very unwell. Yep. Making changes in my life. Basically pulled the rug out under my own life. So I uh I've rolled out the yoga mat on the rug of my life and I've been doing some of that. Cheek. And uh yeah, and just uh doing great. So great. I have uh been down and up and down this week. Oh, did you freeze? I feel like everyone's hitting that moment this month. You did. I don't know. Did I? Oh, God damn it. You did. It is cold out. Oh, my God. Freeze the moment. God damn it. Who knows it? Jordan Sparks. Is it back? It's back now. I am back. (laughs) Piece of shit. 
Uh, well, we're here. We have a lot of things to talk about. I cannot see them on my screen anymore because we are now visual. Uh, but I trust uh, in our guide, T. Kyle, to take us through the, the week. Let T. Kyle lead the way. <laughs> oh, shout out to Melcy. Oh, which is not oh, on my yep. list, but like she put out yep. an acoustic version of Too yep. Much Iconic. She's so loyal to the fans. She's so good at doing some spice nostalgia. Shout out to Melcy. Well, everyone, this week it is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day. If I manage to get this up on Valentine's Day, if not, happy day after Valentine's Day <laughs> or whenever it is that you're listening to because time doesn't matter anymore. Yes, we hope you had a very special Valentine's Day. Have you been planning anything yourself, T. Kyle? No. <laughs> Fuck what I do. <laughs> oh, I start my I new job. Uh, my first, That's right. Well, my second day is on Valentine's Day. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'm... Can't say anything's happening on Valentine's Day. The only thing I'm fucking is crazy. So I think. <laughs> oh, that's his name. Yeah. Where's he from? Uh, t- <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I think uh, I actually did pick up um, Valentine's Day pretzels. That's about where I'm at. They are X's and O's. Oh, that's that's where I'm at emotionally on Valentine's Day. Really putting the O in O. <laughs> X's and O's yeah. by <laughs> L. King. Yes. Uh, no, yeah. there's no plans. There's no joy. There's no happiness here. But uh, we <laughs> no will No love, be... no hearts. <laughs> no. I just have to bring it up. I, it's not on the, the list, but everyone... And by that, I mean gay men have been doing this prompt on Twitter, which is, show us when your body was the most fire. Have you seen this prompt, this Twitter I prompt? I did, and I almost submitted to it. And would okay. you like to know what I almost put? I hope it's what I'm about to say, which somebody did. Of me? Oh, then it's not. Oh. Just to so reiterate. I was going to tweet the scene where the little kid throws Chucky in the, uh, <laughs> fireplace, <laughs> the fireplace. And he's like, this is is the end Chucky. And he's like, and he throws the match in and Chucky's like, ah! <laughs> he's literally on fire. And I was like, mm, me, me, <laughs> <laughs> me when my body was on fire. No, uh, the one that won for me is somebody retweeted it with just a single cover image of Christina's your body. Oh, because your body is on fire. You know what? I just, I'm just taking this as an opportunity to shout out Christina's your body right now. Lotus. Just, for, Lotus, buy it Available now on, now on vinyl. Vinyl at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> not sponsored. That's right. Not sponsored. Yeah, I won't be participating in that challenge. No, and it's, it's not really a challenge so much as it is like we're using a prompt for an excuse to just post a selfie. Just post your selfie and go. It's just we don't need a, a how or what. They, we, we're so bored. We're just like, post a picture of you now and your favorite tree. <laughs> it's like, well, let's just start making prompts. We really should. Me now, favorite Shirzy song. <laughs> Me and a picture of Pua Kenny Kenny. Um, I think... I would say wet. Yeah, no, I wouldn't actually say that's my favorite Shirzy song. There's too many to choose from, but... Um, no, yeah, that's... I don't know how I... Uh, the shit that anyway. I've seen, you don't have that many. <laughs> anyway. God. Anyway, um, lead the way. Oh, speaking of Twitter, I also would like to clarify one of my tweets because I realized that last night I tweeted something that was like, 
very oh, your, um was a tweet taken out of context that's never happened well i think fairly so i was like i looked back at it and i was like oh it was very um i swam with her husband vibes and i was like <laughs> <laughs> what did you who did so you swim with i said playing league of legends with the married downstairs neighbor who wants to top me how's your pandemic going oh i missed that and then i was like wait a minute this could be taken anyway so which the point, way was it meant to be taken <laughs> The point was that I was playing League of Legends, which is a video game, with my neighbor who was in another apartment in the same building, and he wants to top me, but, like, it's not happening. Like, I wanted everyone to be very clear that there's, like, no, I'm not a home wrecker. Got it. Well, I would... Are they not open? No, they are, but I'm, like, not participating okay. in that. Get out of then my house. Then you're definitely not a home wrecker. Yeah, I, I looked it back, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Everyone's going to think I'm a home wrecker. And they're also I don't gay. think that... Well, I don't... Yeah, I don't think that's how it would be interpreted, but I'm glad you're finally, finally yeah. speaking out on this. I need to put the record straight. That's okay. right. <clears throat> glad we've glad we've finally broached this topic. Well, this still we've still not spoken of, at all about what we have on our list yet. I don't think. No. Okay. Um. Great. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's uh, Valentine's Day. Actually, speaking of not being on the list, I'm gonna throw another curveball because okay. I feel like this year. We all need self-love. So, speaking of prompts, Brad, <laughs> why don't we both name something? What is, like, our <laughs> you, favorite... Did you talk to my therapist right before this call? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was like, sis. <laughs> oh, my God, sis. Um, no, so what is something that you are most proud of about yourself? Actually, let's go even further. Let's do one prompt, favorite physical feature, and then favorite thing about yourself in general. And I think everyone listening should do the same thing. I bought myself flowers this week, so. Uh, that is beautiful, actually. Mm -hmm. Favorite physical feature. This is really putting me on the spot here. Um, I I like my V, actually. <laughs> What's a V? Like my, the, the V, like the cut under the, um, oh, by your hips. I thought you meant like this, like the, the V like that's a v like neck, under. No. <laughs> it's like. I think oh. I think I have a good V because I did karate and I did crunches as a kid and it was drilled in me to have abs very young, I guess. Can't relate. <laughs> uh, or maybe the better answer is just my, my eyes. Oh. Behind these hazel eyes. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me what my what color my eyes are. I genuinely don't know. They change all the time or I, I don't I don't I have no but but I guess they're nice. What about you? Uh my legs. Yes, you you're like the Tia Coffee of um I don't know where I'm going with that, but she also is very leggy. I don't know what you were implying. I was gonna say the Mariah Carey of the two of us, but well, both of you need to insure your legs. That's for sure. Honestly, I should. Oh, Godney yeah. blessed me with fantastic legs and a flat fucking ass. <laughs> like I really lucked out from like, like the carrot thigh, shape. <laughs> yeah, the femur down, yep. and then everything else is just like flat so i would always like mine to be bigger but i i wouldn't yeah do those squats home squats that's what everyone says but it hurts i don't want to do things that hurt yeah yeah you gotta work everything else pain. hurts i don't want <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that you liked about your your body uh yeah. available now on itunes and then what was the other just like your favorite thing about yourself in general like what's something you're proud of or that you love about yourself my sense of humor. I think that at the end of the day, I if you can't cry, you gotta laugh at it. So I feel like I always ultimately 
find the funny in things, even when I'm having multiple panic attacks a week, maybe. Uh, so I feel like it's, it's, it's gotta be the funny. Thank God. I mean, I kind of, I really wish I was a full blown himbo and just like smooth brain, no thoughts, head empty. But unfortunately I think, and then that's, that leads to problems. But what does himbo mean? It's, they, they say it's like the the boy version of bimbo is himbo. So Mm. like, it's a stereotypical, like not deep, just like does push ups and has no thoughts. To so like all body, no brain. So why? Where does the H come from? Himbo, like he, capital H I M. Oh. oh. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say Mimbo, but then I was like, Mimbo. Yes, it could be Mimbo too, or a Thembo. We we are accepting of all bows in this house, but no, sadly, I I think unfortunately, therefore I am. But what about you? Um, I think I really love my curiosity even though it drives me crazy sometimes, but like... And kills the cat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally. One day it will. <laughs> if I go out, when I go out, I hope it's like iconic because it's going to be something where I'm like, oh, I just wanted to get, you know, I don't even know. That's dark. That, I, what I, what I, I meant to say was like, I'm very <laughs> curious and I always love to figure out how everything works. Everybody has one. Yeah. Yes, curious. Available now at Colts. I agree. You are very curious. That is a good thing to have. It's always have a zest for life or an interest in finding something more. That's a good And then thing. there's the little ginger one that is just full of useless information about <laughs> manta rays. Literally, though, I could, I could go on a spiel about manta rays if you want. I don't, but it did remind me that the way I do want to go out <laughs> is by being eaten by a shark. If there is any way. If I could make that possible, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Next summer, everyone, if we get yeah, vaccinated. Every- See? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. I finally get Do you think sharks by can get Cornova? Um, can you imagine a shark wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> I could too. And I think they should. I think it's irresponsible. Like, do you think all the fish are like sitting in the ocean and are they're just like those fucking idiots up Talking there? Talking shit about sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them fucking maskless, like, raw-dogging the ocean like that. God. <laughs> Literally, like, Ariel's like, I no longer want to be where the people are. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's... I'm glad we've determined our favorite body part, personality type, and way we want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Anyway, um... <laughs> well, we hope that all of you listening are loving yourselves this year the way that we love all of you. And we, we would just love, 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 love. <laughs> like Teresa. <laughs> oh my God. That sneak peek of Jersey this week was iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say it in here. It's very inappropriate. Um, this is a G rated podcast. Um, but we would also love to shout out our Patreon legends only fans. Thank you all so much for supporting us now for over a year. Thank you all. We have so many bonus episodes there. We have new things coming in the future as uh, my new schedule gets sorted out. I have my first week on my new gig this week. And then once things get sorted out, you know, we've got things uh we have I have a little bit more time, so Time Love Joy Podcast. So That's right. Yes, thank you all for chatting with us there. Patreon.com slash legends only. Now everybody say love. So <laughs> Paris Hilton this week threw a curveball. 
with oh my god a new music video inspired by valentine's day with a song from 15 years ago heartbeat i so if in case anybody wasn't aware of the news cycle everything as i tweeted has felt so distinctly mid 2000s slash 2007 slash tabloid frenzy era that to have paris hilton just jump out and be like by the way buy paris on itunes is just like where are we? Like, time is a flat circle. I mean, I love it, but it's like, it was the first, I just, it was the furthest thing from my mind. And so, of course, Paris would come out in the middle of everything going on. Yeah. Brand new music video. She looks snatched. <laughs> she looks snatched 15 years later after 2006 Paris, which is an album that we will get to for a deep dive and we should be doing soon. A great one. The legendary Billy Steinberg co-wrote that song, who's worked with Madonna, Whitney Houston. Oh my God. And it's basically a time after time bite, uh, 80s ballad. If you haven't heard it, you better get on it. You've had 15 years. It's so good. And the video is just, yeah, it's an ethereal Paris Hilton fantasy, forest nymph, glitter bomb, disco ball. I love the glitter look. Absolutely. Her boyfriend Carter's in it. And she said in the interview Mm -hmm. with Paper that she's been listening to old demos from that time. And because the album was supposed to have sort of a rock pop edge at first, like with Jealousy and Screwed, um, that there are songs that she's thinking about bringing out of the vaults. I'm like, hello, please. We're here. We're here. And she did also say she (laughs) she said she has like eight songs lined up and she wants to do an album. And it's like, we have literally heard this since 2006. However, we also did not think we'd get a video for Heartbeat. So I guess we never know. Yeah, no, it's not on my bingo card for 2021. (laughs) No, her makeup artist apparently stands the song and always wanted to do it. So he directed it. And that is iconic. So we love to see it. We do love to see it. It was a brief moment of joy and a memory of a of a time. It's a time capsule. I know. I'll never forget where I was when I was bird watching in Central Park and all of a sudden I get a text message from Bradley saying LMFAO and it's just the link to a new Parasol in <laughs> music video. And I was like, what? I was literally like I, watching just- hawks in the park. Anyway, I just feel at a certain point, everything got so absurd this week. And and it's just like, of course, there's a Paris Hilton video. Um, uh, she did. She acknowledged. She said, thank you, Mew Mews, and with a heart um, on, on Twitter. Iconic. So she's listening, reading. We need to get her on this uh, podcast. Yeah. We do. And Justice I will. I've said in this it world. before. I've said it before, but she's one of my me- memorable and more favorite interviews I've had or experiences I've had when we were at Idolater and she came in. She like wrote a full note down my uh, Nothing in This World, I believe, or Stars Are Blind vinyl, like, and I, very minimal, I think one or two security at most, whereas other pop acts that are far less uh, iconic came in with like a fleet of 10 people like she it was so understated like she just uh, one or two people wow we love it loves it <laughs> well speaking <laughs> of love ing it we got another valentine's day inspired mix this week from another legend uh mimi's late night valentine's mix of we belong together from the legendary mariah carey i mean vocals that version needs to be on spotify I feel like she'll do it. I, I just felt like it was so punchy and good and just like lively and, and felt like, I don't, I, I just, it was very, uh, it was excellent. And I think it made the waves on, on social too. People were like RTing the video. Yeah. Like, She's known yes, for doing vocals. good mixes, like remakes of her yeah. songs. Yeah. It was just, yeah, I guess the word is punchy is what came to mind. It was just like lively. I don't know. I just really liked it. It was like good. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mariah and loving things, um, (laughs) 
I fucking love that top. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Um. All right. Well, on to another legend this week. So, Britney Spears, everyone, our fave. There has been a lot of news over the past week. And honestly, by the time that you're listening to this, there will probably have been 10 more updates. So this podcast is already dated before I'm even speaking it into this microphone. However, if you have not watched the new documentary, Framing Britney Spears, I recommend watching that because that really does a good job of like getting you up to speed with where we are at. We and dictating a, why things are happening. Like, yes. literally, that documentary is why everything is happening. Yes. So we did a review of the documentary last week on last week's episode. Overall, it's pretty much at a fever pitch. I'm going to run through a like couple random things that happened over the past few days. And then we will discuss like one of them in, in more detail. So mm. Sam Iscari, Britney's boyfriend, called her father a dick, quote, quote, a dick. Yes. A in rare... an Instagram post in writing and then repeated it, double downed on it in person. IRL. Yeah. In real life to TMZ. Yes. Which I felt was uh, very, again, it was because of the documentary. Uh, the fever pitch of everyone talking about it, in my opinion, has led us to this moment. And I also feel that, um, you know, without going down the wormhole and the everything that comes with this, I know that not everybody is on board with his intentions or you know there's of course a lot of accusations and allegations about everybody who's attached to britney um i would just for my personal sanity and just in this present moment like to believe that he's on our girl's side and is a good person so for this i feel like it was a good thing to see him standing by britney and you know supporting her so if we're going with like what what we can see from far away i'm like this seems good to me. I agree. And I also like that he said, I'm not going to go any further because I respect her privacy. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. it was very like aggressively assertive without yeah. being disrespectful. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what unfolds there. He's obviously getting more vocal. Um. There was also another incident where someone impersonated Jamie Lynn, Brittany's sister in a Zoom rally and was telling people to stream Swimming in the Stars. I got a few okay. DMs about this and then I was like, oh, is that real? Like, I don't know if that's a real thing. Like, Yeah, I, it was on TMZ. Yeah, and then and I like saw that places. Jamie Lynn posted an Instagram story. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Where she was like, that was not me. So that was another incident that happened. This is where, this is why I get so uncomfortable about everything because at this point people are playing games with Britney's life and impersonating people to like make a troll joke about buying her music is, I mean, it's just where, what does your, where's your intention really with her? If you're going to play a game about her life and her family like that, like, and stir the pot even more. That's why I'm so uncomfortable about everything because I'm just like, some of these people seem to be just trolling and and making it worse so i really just i can't with all of that god it's really just the focus should be on supporting her needs and wishes so blah did not like that yeah me neither also like jamie lynn has been so supportive of britney so to do that to her i know well of course we have the allegation like there's equally noise around her and questioning her so that's that people don't necessarily love her so much anymore in the narrative and i really uh, 
I have no idea anymore. I have I've lost the plot, but I can say that I feel like this just confuses matters and makes people more upset. So I don't like it. I just would rather focus on Britney's desires. So yeah. I agree. Yeah, Jamie Lynn, so I screenshot her story. It says a few media outlets ran a false story about me attending a virtual rally yesterday. In fact, someone represented themselves as me without my knowledge. I love my sister very much. But I was not aware of a rally, nor was I in attendance for a virtual rally. So she did shut that down. Um, And then I missed, uh, I forgot to screenshot the other one, but she did say something else about warning the media to not do what they did previously again. Well, I mean, we said that in the Framing Britney Spears episode as well, because it's a tightrope of compassion, empathy, and concern without exploitation and making it a circus reference unintended all over again. So we're certainly at a fever pitch with everything. Yeah, so um, it's not on our stories anymore, so I was just paraphrasing there. I could have had it wrong, but it was along those lines. She just had a little blurb, so I apologize if I had the incorrect quote, but um, yeah. Uh, also running down the line, uh, James Charles' sister. What? Did you see this? Wait, how is it related to Britney? So James Charles faked being bald. Did you see that? Yes, of course. I okay. saw that. I didn't. Was he? Did he say that was a Britney thing? So no. Okay. All right. So let me be fair here. Okay. I am sort of like making an assumption, which is not fair to James. However, here's the sitch. So James Charles did a bald cap, and it looked really great. Like makeup wise, fantastic. Looks very real. He well, called the said paparazzi. Jeff Bezos glowed up after quitting his job. <laughs> yes, that was the viral tweet. Jeff Bezos has like glowed up since quitting his toxic job. Right. Um, but James called the paparazzi on himself and he did this like dramatic getting out of the car with the paparazzi. And I saw on TikTok, a lot of people were saying, why would you do this the week that Britney Spears mm. has trended? Like, it's very obvious what you're doing here. This isn't I funny. did not even put that together with that, but I can see why people would be outraged by that. Yeah, so it was like, the timing was a little sus. <sighs> I also want to be so fair. James to be like, yes. in the middle of the story, no matter what. The- <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. So then the drama was, because, you know, I'm all up on like the TikTok and YouTube drama. So then Nikita uh-huh. Dragon was spotted, oh, no. who I'm sure also called paparazzi on herself. Uh-huh. she called paparazzi and they were like oh did you see james and she was like yeah i want to do that the britney style too so it was like this very weird oh i mm, <sighs> the timing and the narrative around all of that is just like really out of touch at this point so I'm yeah really, i it hope was... that's not the intention of doing that that right. would be super gross but nikita's put her foot in her mouth so many times at this point that does not surprise me but yeah so that was a little sus, mm. James, sister, sister sus. Um, I hope that you right. weren't trying to make a joke out of this. Yeah, I really hope that was not that. But we'll be, you know, uh, whatever. Okay, moving on. Uh-huh. Wendy Williams, we need to have a little chat here because did you see this this week? She talked about I didn't about see the, the clip, but I do. I was tagged and told that she's fucking up. Yes, this was an absolute mess. It did make me pretty mad because it was very ignorant and uninformed and making very like old media. She's crazy. She needs this. She needs to be controlled. Like it was really, really, really fucked. And Wendy, we're going to have to give you a slap on the wrist here because that was not okay. But I will say if you haven't seen it, it's on Instagram. The account Saint Hoax. Or Saint yeah. Ho- is it Saint Hoax or Hose? Hoax. Oh, 
that. Um, they make edits. Yes, fantastic. This account is iconic. They posted the whole clip. Go watch it. And I will say, and I'm not defend. This is not me defending Wendy, but I'm saying I'm almost glad that she had this fuck up because it was a reminder, I think, to or almost like a glimpse to younger fans who maybe weren't around through 2007. Like the way that she's talked about it was how everyone used to back in the day. Yeah, And yeah. I'm almost like, you know what? I'm glad that this happened because then it's a reminder to everyone how the people used conversation. to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like how people uh-huh. used to talk like this back in the day. Oh, yeah. This was common. Like the way that she ran through it. I'm like, I've heard people say this about Britney in the past. So mm-hmm. I, I think it was good because then it was a lot of backlash and people were like, this is not how you talk about mental health. This is not the words that you, you use. So it was almost like a learning opportunity. I don't even think that she actually watched the documentary the way that she was talking about it. I was like, you didn't, did you watch? There's no way, right? There's no way you actually watched this. So I think that whatever, but uh, it just was a mess. Well, it certainly wouldn't be the first time that she has gotten it all wrong in a story. Yeah, it was. uh, And then Trisha Paytas made some comment where she was like, oh, I think Jamie is a really good guy and I want to be friends with him so that I can get invited over to Britney's house and then be her friend. Well, see, this is why I feel that we are very much in like 2007 again, because I feel like people are just saying anything and being incendiary on purpose and and like really capitalizing on her name and her situation in just a different way. It's the same. It's a different situation. Same bullshit. It's like I think we should have that conversation. Uh <sighs> It is astounding what this society does to her specifically, like over and over again. But ultimately, it comes down to Chris Crocker, who got it right and who I I feel is like a good representation of like an OG fan of, you know, the Leave Her Alone got him so much shit back then. And then to turn around and have this happen again is just like points yet again, we're made, are made, will always be made. And I believe Chris uploaded a video um, just sipping a drink and just being like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just sitting here. Like, to, to be like, I was here already. I already said this shit. And Chris did not lie. Did not lie. So she's got a point. Again. Once again, I think, you know. And this was just the short list, by the way. I kept a lot off. I was like, there's so many other things that happened. But I was like, you know what? We can't even get into the weeds here because... Well, I think the what we can say, at least, and if we are going off of her wants and needs, like, uh, the one... There was one defining court moment that Mm -hmm. made headlines, which was that Jamie's request to only be sole conservator was denied and that there is the Bessemer Trust is co-conservator, which is seen as a small victory, I believe, uh, for Brittany in fulfilling her wish. So it seems still like baby steps. Like, I, I don't quite understand how we are in February. And I feel like that request was put in months ago and it's all so slow. And what's the quote? It's like the wheels of justice turn, but they're slow. I don't. That was not. I, I think the someone said it's it like somewhere. The, the arc of justice is long and curved. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like, no. But regardless, in trying to take a very serious situation and just send her our love and support as always, and continuing to root for her to get exactly what she wants and to be happy in her life. Yeah. As we and always if wanted. the story, which I didn't even add here, if the story is true that she's working on speaking out in some way. Right. Then there is a story that she is working on a documentary with a female filmmaker that came out as well. Do we believe that? I don't know, because I feel like we get a story about once a year that there's a book coming and once a day, 
Yeah. And like we have all, you know, it's like kind of an inside joke among fans, but not really that like Brittany said, and for the record, like she'll have a good mysterious book one day. And even though that was like an offhanded comment, I do believe like we basically need that or want that. And so book, documentary, whatever. We, the most frustrating part of all of this is like we're always dancing around, interpreting, speculating somebody who we're just begging, hoping that she'll speak for herself and, and want her to speak for herself and have the full freedom and 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 comfort and safety to do that so and also understanding that she doesn't know us anything at the end of the day like if she doesn't want to i'm like yeah okay. well that's <laughs> our thing too that is our thing too look at what society did to her now twice in a row and i'm not saying that this is all bad what's happening right now but i am saying the noise is loud again and maybe she just doesn't want to do this or she does i don't know regardless she doesn't owe us anything we are rooting for her we just want her to be happy feel safe happy and free and that is where we're at i saw a tiktok last night that i really loved and it was uh someone using that green screen feature where they're like in a raging crowd and it was like point of view summer 2021 britney's conservatorship is over and you hear till the world ends at the club or something <laughs> And I was like, you know what? That's it might take that long to get there, but well, the wheels are turning. Who knows? All I know is that, you know, now that she's spoken out in legal form as far as we know and I'm I'm not a legal expert and that's like why I've been hesitant. I just want to root for her and keep it moving. And speaking of keeping it moving, shall mm. we on the last note here, we got another notes app apology from Justin Timberlake who apologized to both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson on Instagram via a notes app. Now, why don't you go first? Well, some might have seen my not so subliminal subliminal post, which you could read into. I know we we at least some fans love to read into a lot of we hate speculating. But what does it mean? But we're going to drop hints. Yeah, the word, the phrase of the day here is too little too late. Thank you, Jojo, Joanna Levesque for providing that. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. I shouldn't be what using happened? Wendy's soundboards this Oh, that week. is true. She's in time We should out. re-record the vocals. We should. Yeah. Um, I feel this is why I have mixed feelings about forcing or bullying an apology out of somebody well beyond when it was supposed to happen. Because inevitably, they come out with the Notes app apology or whatever, and we only feel angrier and more mad. And I don't feel like it accomplishes anything. I don't feel like recognizing it helps if it's not your own doing, because ultimately he was sort of bullied. And I'm not saying like, oh, he's a victim. I'm saying we screamed and the trending topics the and everything. The pressure was on him to say something the pressure was in on the media. Him. Yes. And I'm not, I, to be clear, not a victim. But my other issue with it is that they are... T- in my opinion, and they're not notes apologies, they're not notes app apologies, they're two different apologies in my eyes. Like, you could not lump them together. together. Yeah. Because Brittany's apology comes from personal life, relationship, bullshit, misogyny, breakup, petty bullshit. I don't know what that bucket would be called, but it's like, as Jezebel put in their headline, like, your high school boyfriend calls back in your late 30s to apologize for being a shithead, sort of. Like, basically, that's what that is. Surprise, surprise. And it is a valid um, trauma for Britney and because it all played out publicly, they had their shit. That's one bucket. Janet, there is a, a monetary value attached to that apology. You could literally probably calculate the damage that was done because after 20, 2004. Someone did on Twitter. I, oh, well. Someone like put there, together I, this whole thing where they were like talking about 
how the 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 record sales and like all of that is directly affected. Yeah, it's and it's true because and I'm not going to say he's the only player because he is not. He it's Les Moonves and so and and the reports that came out that she was quite literally blacklisted impacted her career immensely. But like there is an actual like a monetary loss that Janet suffered a friendship loss and the audacity of it is so extreme that if there was an apology to be made and it wasn't the day after the incident and everything like that the fact that we actually had a super bowl with him headlining years later is one of the many failures of this society i cannot believe that that happened without a conversation with her you know like a essentially like a red table talk situation for that time period that there wasn't a redemption moment where she came out instead of him or something on the stage or that moment it was already too late but that could have been the moment because it was such a big publicity moment again for him that he could have addressed something but it was still too late then i honestly forgot about that moment because it was so fucking boring but it was a bad show anyway but yeah i but that's the failure of a lot of people the nfl for allowing I mean, right there was the demonstration of the way that women versus men are are punished for things like that, where the punishment so did not match the crime. And it was such an, he was uplifted as a good guy again. And the flames on the side of my face, I just, it's just like, holy shit. It's so, zooming back to this. It's just stupid. It's just useless. It doesn't do anything. I And I believe, actually, that he might even feel that way. Like, I don't think that apology is even... It was probably written by a publicist, but, like, I think he probably feels like shit. But guess it's just... It's too late. It's you, And you cannot... There's no value in it in being bullied into the apology because it didn't come from a sincere, reflective place. He said, I saw your messages. I saw your tweets. So this is you reta- not retaliating, reacting to um, public outbursts. This is not. But they've been the there for years, though. It wasn't just yesterday. Like it wasn't just last right. week. Because Janet Jackson Appreciation Day is at least five years old, and I believe it was because of him uh, headlining. And again, like maybe that conversation could have happened then. It was still too late. But like, arguably, you know, to have that platform could have been an interesting discussion about maybe even having her out on stage instead of him or something. So I, I'm just, I'm not even, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, but I'm not even there. I'm just like, this was not, it, it was useless. One would say cry me a river. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I get fired up about it more and I'm not comparing the two traumas or devastating things, but I get more mad about it for Janet because if you think about how, mm. how the fact we talked about this, or you've seen the TikTok I posted, which really heated me up, but in retrospect is accurate, is that little, uh, the Gen Z twink who was like, do you know this woman? Her name is Janet Jackson. And a light bulb went off in my head where I truly realized a generation does not know who this person is, who should, in many respects, be considered the way we think about Madonna. They could equally, you know, challenge the title for Queen of Pop. And yet now we have such a discrepancy. A generation doesn't know who that person is. Just horrifying. And really a lesson about society as a whole. It's really not just even Justin. It I understand the documentary certainly put a microscope on him. It was a failure of a lot of men. It was a failure of society for calling her the slut, calling him the young kid who didn't know. <sighs> just a tragedy, a teachable moment. I don't know. Just fuck. I agree <laughs> with you on the um statement about it being too separate. 
entirely yeah. separate things because yeah you know britney has also danced to his songs recently so like i think the dynamics well, that, between the two are like it's you said, so different that yeah because totally I, separate know, I, know we have, I know we have the conversation about whether she she picks everything on social or not but like assuming she does assuming that she said her name his name in interviews and stuff and that she is conscious of the songs that are like spotlighting her dance things and stuff it tells me that she didn't even care about that apology that that there was so far beyond like so it especially is just like a, a lot of people coming to the conversation so late getting angry about something that we were angry about 20 years ago and it's the same thing in my opinion with the persecution of Diane Sawyer i of course that interview sucked what what are you going to do with an apology from Diane Sawyer 20 years later like it's it's done and honestly as we continue like calling out these these terrible interviews and jokes and things like that, it's not just Britney at all. Like we saw the Lindsay Lohan one go viral. Like Oh yeah, the Lindsay is... Lohan one with David Letterman is on Twitter yeah, right now that's a viral... getting a lot of pickup. It, it's Ooh. like I think we're just not realizing that was the way we spoke to women. That's the way we talked about pop stars. That's the way and it's so much more than Britney in that respect, because it's like, yes, that Diane Sawyer interview was awful. And also many of them were about many pop stars. So I think it's kind of stupid. I, I understand the outrage, but it's like, oh, wait till you see what Blender magazine said about Justin versus Britney. And like, it, it's so many things like that documentary barely scratched just the way that we talked about women and i mean we have said that so much in our britney podcast too just every step of the way just being like the way that we talked about women shaped her career and and the media's perception of her and the public's and um is there some benefit to all of this maybe of understanding uh how we talk about people um famous people in general especially women maybe um I don't really know. I because I also am kind of unsure about this almost Tiger Kingism of Britney that's happening, where she is the most popular documentary of the moment, and it almost like I'm happy about the empathy that people are showing for her, but I'm also like, are you just trying to get a fucking trending tweet for the week? Because this concern fans have had always. I'm glad you've seen the clips now, but like you did live through it, a lot of you already. And I'm, I'm dubious. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm glad that there's empathy and understanding for Britney now, but I'm like, okay, you know, it, it feels like Tiger King to me. It feels like the trend right now. So I'm glad everyone's on board. I, I will always welcome support. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I, I welcome support for her without um, exploitation, I guess, of of the situation to talk about how you your you were right all along. And I don't know. It's like there is a big trend on TikTok right now of um people going back and finding old magazine quotes and interviews. So because I'm on Britney Talk, obviously, and I get yeah. a lot of TikToks now where it's like. um oh, this magazine, this is what they said about so-and-so, or like it's people filming like YouTube interviews and they're like, I can't believe he said this to Lindsay Lohan. Like it's now a discovery period where, yeah, yeah what you said is like- And I think that's not, again, I don't think it's unique to Britney. I mean, TikTok is huge with America's Next Top Model. Like they drag the shit out yeah. of rightful. I mean, there's all the problematic things of switching race and things like that and stereotyping and- the, I mean, early 2000s reality show is a fucking treasure trove of problematic. The Swan, all of it. And so... Oh my this god, only, I forgot about the Swan. The Swan is literally like... We went so far off the deep end psychologically as a, as a society. Wait um, till the kids these days find Mad TV. 
Uh, oh, I mean, it's all, over. All of it, all of it. I mean, the the ways she was represented in, in Mad TV and SNL and stuff like like there are specific instances in that documentary that are being called out right now. But honey, that is it's truly just the beginning. So I think it's like um, I wouldn't use the word unfairly targeted. I, I just think it's like y- you guys are only centering on a few bad things that happened to Britney. Like it's 2007 and all of that happened because of the sheer volume. Like it was so much. It wasn't just Sarah Silverman. It was all of things. It was so much. So I'm glad that there is understanding and empathy. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a much larger conversation also about- oh yeah this could be its whole entire mini series oh totally it, legends only spinoff yeah <laughs> and it will be and I, I to be fair society always course corrects and looks back at what they've done and been like well we're, we're never going to be like that again um yeah and we're i think we're just really having that moment right now um so it's been interesting it's yeah. definitely been interesting it's been triggering i think as a britney fan um like obviously her trauma is not mine but we we lived through the days where we signed on to tmz and x17 and perez to see what she was up to and worried about her actual health during those days and i i've actually felt that like unease again because yeah when i was watching the what the wendy segment i was like i literally thought i was like rewinding 20 years i was like what is was she talking about like what are you doing absolutely. right now absolutely i think well i think plenty of people still hold the same beliefs they did then and and to just say she's crazy period like there's yeah. that 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 very basic also to jump in like really quick to just say mm. certain people should not be throwing stones when they live in glass houses and should know from having a controlling ex-husband what it's like so to sit on that chair and then bash Brittany that mm. way just mm. saying and, and also I, I, second I, point and then i'll get off of it because i'll fucking snap for anyone who has medical problems to yeah, yeah. discuss someone else's medical issues that yeah. way <clears throat> is also gross like you just don't do that yeah i anyway that's all i'm gonna say about so that many, no it's so many things and i also think like I think it's human nature to really position yourself and be like, well, I would never be like that or that I'm was wrong. I'm bitch. I'm not. Well, that too. But I think a lot of people are kind of reconciling the fact that, oh God, did I add to that? And, you know, did I, was I part of making those jokes too? And it's a bad feeling. So you want to call out other things that happened to her when really, you know, it's, it is a giant generational societal reconsideration, reconsideration and reckoning of, of, of all the ways that we were. And none of us are really excluded. Um, and so that's not a great feeling to be like, wow, yeah, we are part of a society, you know? And there's a lot of opinions about this topic, so... Yeah, absolutely. So I feel um, if there's any like sort of light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like I, I'm glad that people sort of understand her situation better, have empathy for her, understanding, and hopefully are listening to her and her desires and what she wants in her life. And so I hope that that helps um, accommodate that very explicitly. So that's basically where I'm at. Um, Once again, as somebody who wants to stay away from her as a stranger, but also support her as a fan. Yeah. Well, going back to the the notes app, because you had you had mentioned Sarah Silverman, who did also apologize to Brittany this past week. That is true. On her podcast. Um, Going back to the Justin Timberlake notes. um, I tweeted and I said, posting a notes app apology that is most definitely written by someone else is laughably pathetic and extremely insincere, but that's just my opinion. 
And I still stand by that. And I'll say this. I actually disagree with you a little bit on the too little too late. I kind of feel Mm. not specifically about Justin. I sort of come from the mindset of I can appreciate an apology and anyone who's willing to like go out and recognize a wrong, try and correct a wrong, admit it and come forward and like own up to their shit. If they say something wrong, if they do something wrong, I'm always open to that whenever that is. However, my problem with this incident specifically, that was like my generic, like how I feel about apologies in general, because, you know, in my own life, I've had people who haven't like, who've been homophobic for, you know, almost 20 years in my life. So, you know, you got to be open and you got to be open to forgiveness and and hearing people out when they're willing to evolve and grow. However, with this, why would he not apologize when video and audio and podcasts exist? In my opinion, it's because he did not actually write this. And that's my biggest issue with this is that these notes app apologies are to me the newest like catfish. Like, I don't know if you actually wrote that. I don't know if you actually feel that. I don't know who wrote that, who posted it. You could be literally logged out on vacation for all I know. And a publicist was like, oh shit, we got to jump in here. Let's just put out a notes app apology. I don't even know if he knows. So it's like, I feel I would much rather listen to someone or watch someone because Sarah did it on a podcast, which I'm like, you know what? Kudos to you for being brave enough to step up to the plate and have the conversation, right? I would rather listen to someone stumble or like struggle through a video or like actually talking it out right? and showing that like, hey, I'm here rather than just this cheap typed out notes app, if that makes sense. Like, I would rather someone just show up and then, you know, we've been through all the the beauty gurus and everyone else and all the problematic, like, it's like, you know what? At least whatever. It's nuanced. I feel like it could go on forever. It's so nuanced. And I also think at the, like at the end of the day also, it depends on the fact that it's not our apology to accept. It's just Janet and just Brittany. So like we yeah. kind of have to, and so far Janet so far has said thank you to the fans and said nothing to him in yeah. that video that she just posted. And I think that says a lot. I think that did say a lot. Um, And so ultimately it almost doesn't even matter what we think of it because there are only two women who are at the center of that note and we can see what they feel about it or don't. And time will uh, tell. Yeah. Time will tell, but uh, what what a time to be alive. <sighs> well, we will see how this develops. Um, I'm yes, sure it's already news breaking. Um, however, yep. in lighter news, we have some breaking <sighs> Rihanna Shake updates. So Rihanna DM'd Simone from RuPaul's Drag Race. Confirmed RuPaul Stan Rihanna. What do we think? And Simone Stan. Yeah. I think we knew that she followed the girl. She DM'd, remember she DM'd Nina West a time ago? <gasps> yes. Um, so we don't we know she's watching. She we know she has taste, clearly, uh, based on who she, you know. DMing Simone is like the right move for Rihanna. Maybe, maybe a Savage X Fenty ambassador is coming. I um, believe it. Absolutely. I, um, yes, unfortunately she did not DM the track list to R9, but <laughs> this is, this is also good. Um, yeah, I love that actually. And I love that there, the idea of Rihanna watching Drag Race just really soothes my soul and just, I, I love that everyone can have that common show in common, like, and we can bitch about it and fight and, and all that. Including it feels Rihanna. bigger like, than ever. It does. It does. I think it is. So I'm hoping that there's some sort of collab in the works with them in some way. Uh, Simone deserves it. 
And yeah, and the latest episode has only furthered my belief in that. So too many spoilers. I'm certainly team Simone. Yeah, I could see Rihanna wearing what Simone wore this week. Like rocking it in like a thousand percent a music video, like oh a thousand percent, and I feel like sh- a few of the things she could. I I feel like the do rag is right up her alley as well. That look was like very very Rihanna in my opinion. So I thought that was so cool. But, would you say yeah. it's fashion? Uh, <laughs> I would say it's high fashion. <laughs> so editorial, guys. This is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my god, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. Well, while we're talking about. Fashion. Do we have any picks this week? We do, yes. We're zooming on over to the UK where there's a little show called Drag Race UK, which I'm sorry to those who might be offended, but it is leaps and bounds. Everyone's saying that. Yeah. I need to watch it. Branch. Oh my God. It really is one of the best seasons of any international and domestic edition. But anyway. There is a contestant who decided to wear off-the-rack H&M on the runway, Joe Black, who provoked a response from RuPaul that was the most she has ever popped off uh, Tyra Banks style in a very long time. She was livid. And she did later say she was in quarantine for two weeks and she might be a little testy. But she, when when Joe Black said H&M, her eyes popped and she said, I don't want to see any fucking H&M. And it was crickets. And it was, she didn't end there either. Also, she was, she was telling Tia Coffee uh, about her look, which was regional or local. And uh, she said, she was like in the middle of, you guys have to step it up. She goes, the world's about to end, by the way. Did you know that? The world's about to end. Okay. She's got a point. Um, so my high fashion goes to Joe Black for provoking a very angry RuPaul into snapping. And really, she was probably just cooped up in a hotel. And it also was a little, it, it, of Wait course, it's a very, it's contradictory RuPaul, because you can't get mad about H&M when you're over there <laughs> hawking Old Navy fucking t-shirts all Christmas long, which I stand. Trust me, Am I the girls have already right gone in about that. No, I'm not wearing and Old And they've Navy also right clocked her for the, for the purple zip up with the mask that she wore during the reunion of season 12 like when she wore that fucking Zorro mask or whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, really like American apparel. Uh I stand Old Navy by the way. Don't take that as an insult. No, no, no. Like the, and the other Navy thing that people were calling out is that, you know, people have already worn um things like H&M and ASOS and and other brands on that season and so it was just like a little extra, but it was Nonetheless, great TV. Well, my pick for this week from the US version goes to <laughs> Got Mick, who wore, in my opinion, a Christina Aguilera microphone stand inspired anal bead getup. It's undeniable. The bionic legacy lives on. Yeah, literally, she walked out and I just heard Christina singing. I just felt a piece of gum hit my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we live to see that yes. microphone again one day. I same. If I don't die from a shark, it better be by being beaten by that anal bead mic stand. <laughs> I feel like we could honestly make that happen. I think we could. I, God, we stand so much. Yes. Um, great pick. And honestly, I felt that was such a weird um, moment that didn't get like enough attention from Rue and the judges because it was safe. Um, I thought that was, they should have been able to praise Gottmik for that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, off the runway and to the moon. To, 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 to the moon. <laughs> Dula Peep 
re-released Future Nostalgia from the moon with some new tracks. What do we think? So I think we were going to shelve this conversation to this week. Uh, Obviously, the most glaring issue on social media is If It Ain't Me without Normani. Now, did you hear the song with Normani already? No. Okay, it's floating around on the internets, and obviously it is superior, but um, I still think it's a great song. I'm ne- You're never going to get me, like, such a sad s- disco, like that lyric. Like, I'm such a sucker for it. But yeah, it's it's upsetting. I think a lot of p- fans have speculation about, was it Normani's team? Was it Dua's team? Was it Mutual? Was it a fight of any kind? I genuinely don't really know how or why it happened. I think it's unfortunate because it was such a talked about song uh, collaboration that it it was a missed opportunity for Dua because we were rooting for her. We were rooting for that moment of a tag team. I think I think a lot of people were. And uh, but that's okay. I mean, I also feel, and I'm not going to be too critical because I still think the new songs are great. But I feel the assignment was a little missed because I it, it's a lot of features that we have already. I think most people had in their minds a seven to eight at least collection of new songs, and there's that at least that many floating around on the internet. So it was a bit underwhelming. Uh, I I still really like the new songs. Like, We're Good, that sort of like Gwen Stefani-esque vibe that Gwen probably wanted. I don't really think it advances the flow of future nostalgia that much um but i still only have more questions like that kind of woman i i have remix itis and i do prefer the remix but it's I, I still think it's good but then where's love is religion that that remix was so good on the club future nostalgia song soundtrack so yeah I, I, it kind of fell flat for me yeah like it's yeah, good yeah. but yeah like it's not by no means is it taking away from like a perfect album that I thoroughly spoke up all year about, but uh, it didn't really continue the story of it so much, and that's okay too. I think there were better songs that could have been had. The Normani one would have been more fun to to have "Love Is Religion" on the remix album, but not this one. Was just like, but you clearly had the song sitting right there. Why wouldn't it just come out in the original form? Know what I was kind of thinking when this happened, and I listened to it. I feel like I was expecting what? a sort of emotion moment where it's like uh, there's emotion with Carly Rae Jepsen and then there's emotion side B which is in the same family but it feels like two separate experiences of like I can have an emotion moment and then side B feels like its own disco moment mm-hmm. not disco mm-hmm. like actually disco but you know I'm making like a it's its own no, yeah, party think- they're t- like it's two separate parties in the same house I think we playfully called it Future Nostalgia side B and a lot of people did have that B-sides album mentality going into it when really this is just like a slightly expanded edition. Yeah. It's really not the a new experience. This and is future I nostalgia think all the, the features are like un- it, it it absolutely is. And I think the the features are just like, yeah, we know. We we collected all of these songs that you put out along the way. And it's great. I I do like all those songs, but it's just like no, 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 no. We were looking for an eight to ten track like side B experience, like you said. And so I think the assignment was a little bit missed, unfortunately. But you know, I still I it's not dire by any means, and I, I enjoy the tracks. But yeah, it's it doesn't give me that that feeling that I had with Future Nostalgia at the beginning. Agreed. So, but you know what? We're we're like in the ninth inning of Future Nostalgia. We've been with this for uh, like three years, and yeah, the fact that she milked this campaign as long as she did is really a testament to um, what an album can do in the modern age if the quality is there. And so you know, this is the last hurrah with the album, and that's fine. So. It was a good run. I don't necessarily think she'll like do more singles from this, but we shall see. Future nostalgia. 
the re-up reloaded still to the moon uh do a reloaded or a super spreading yeah edition <laughs> well speaking of oh yeah we have two super spreaders lined up <laughs> should she suffer this week we're gonna let her off the hook yes everyone we have to rita aura is out with a new ep and it's kind of good I'm, oh i am it's really good it's like amazing Euro trash. I love it. It's just like kind of generic, but danceable, really good. I definitely think the one sounds like an EDM bop that like you would stand if it was an anonymous singer that showed up on their playlist. Like absolutely. Um, back. I mean, the fact that she samples Axel F, which is Beverly Hills Cop, like uh, Eddie Murphy, that became Crazy Frog. The the Crazy Frog song that was. Crazy Frog Rita Ora collab is not what I envisioned. Yeah, me neither. But we stan, and I I highly recommend you listen to it. It's great for a workout. Uh, you know what? She she might have she might have broke all those restrictions, but she still has bops. So <laughs> <laughs> my card carrying membership as a Rita bot remains. Why are all I... our faves just breaking the rules? I, I Dua's traveling I to the moon. Know. Rita's buying at restaurants. <laughs> Legentina's in Miami. We're gonna find Carly Rae Jepsen had a fifty-person orgy. <laughs> Hot, <laughs> warm oh, blood. I know it's true. That's why it's like I feel like, of course, it's a slap on the wrist. It's a, it's a, it's a call-out worthy moment. But I'm also like, I, I'm, lo- I have nobody left. <laughs> like nobody left. It's becoming really bad. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Rita, for traveling around the world to make this EP and ripping off Rina Sawayama's artwork for it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, she did she a got little talking, visual. So. She did get us talking. And honestly, it's it's fun. So thanks. Well, back here in the States, good morning, America. Taylor Swift is back with a new announcement and a new song and a new uh, album incoming. Taylor released... Love Story, the Taylor version on Good Morning America this week. (laughs) What do we think? Um, I think, well, we talked about when she was planning to do the re-recording. It's a boss move. It's powerful. It's... Power bitch moves. Power bitch moves. This is another one of those nuanced conversations where it's like music industry practices, contracts, legalese, and just basic morality all combined where it's like technically what happened there was allowed is it the right thing you know like is it that she doesn't get to own her masters anymore morally no it's like it's horrible it's like we all feel like that's that's upsetting but does that happen to so many artists yes however she's taking control of her narrative by re-recording the albums starting with fearless starting with love story and i was really interested to hear if she would actually change it but i listened to her interview um and she said that she tried to remain faithful to the original she had the the backup um same backup singer but she has her touring band with her who've played it a million times and so that was very special to her to like combine old and new and that really the you know i wrote about it and i said it in in my post that like i'm not i'm fairly new to the swifty table um Thanks to Sam Lansky for getting me on from Red onward when I lived with him. But I was never diehard. So, like, we will notice a half note change in a Britney song 20 years later. I, to me, it sounds like nearly identical. And I think it should. Because if you want to support Taylor um, as a diehard fan, and so she gets her full coins, like, you'll want to listen to her re-recordings. 
And I think you want to retain your memories of the song as best as possible. So like if she did like a down-tempo trap version of it, you're, you're not going to listen to that because it's like... I would. Well, I, for different reasons. I think reasons. she should go electronic. She should go electronic. <laughs> Um, but you know what I mean? Like you want to support her and have it feel like it did. And I feel like she really still hits that emotional high of that last chorus and everything. And I, I had no memories of this song growing up. I remember, uh, I did cry once to 15 in a car alone when I was in college. That's an overshare. But, <laughs> uh, Love Story was just sort of like an inescapable radio hit to me. Like I didn't really, wasn't actively looking out for it. Yeah, I admittedly don't know most of Fearless and Red, which I'm yeah. going to get ripped for admitting that. But No, because we're about to explore them in the re-recordings. Yeah, I thought it sounds great. I think she sounds fantastic. It's a good mix. But yeah, like you said, I was like, oh, this sounds like familiar. It's not like, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say similar, but it sounds familiar where, yeah, it was like, oh, okay, this is nice. And I love that she did the visual nod to really the love cover. the beat great beat yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a love story baby just say yeah <laughs> my remix um, yeah i like the cover the nod to the original cover yeah, yeah, yeah. um i'm interested to hear the uh full new recordings which come out in april and she also sweetened the pot of because of course she did and I think this is why she's so genius is that not only did she do the re-recording, but you're going to want to listen to it because she added six songs that were never released before that also tell the story of Fearless that she felt that she wanted to the first time around. So of course you're going to listen to that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the value of her original catalog is going to keep going down because you're going to want these re-recordings. It's, it's, she's a boss, definitely. And, uh, you know, the, the fierce thing is like you click on Spotify credits, it just says song by Taylor Swift performed by, Ta you know, it's all just her name. Everything. It's very intentional. Very intentional. And, uh, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, and so I'm, I'm into it and I'm excited to hear, especially the, the album, which I barely know and the new songs, which I definitely don't know. <laughs> so, Same. Yeah. Well, uh, Taylor, we'll see you this spring. <laughs> yeah, we will. And on a final note, we will also be seeing a new album from Allie and AJ soon, which... Thank God. I don't understand this fully, but like all I see is... Okay, so it's a bunch of letters, and all I see yeah, at the end yeah. is tits. <laughs> it's A-T-O-T-B-G-Y-U-O-Y... F-G-Y-O-A tits. What does that stand for? That is that is the name of a condition that you feel after you hear a potential breakup song. I, I don't know. Wait, is it really a medical is, word? No, no, no. A, Wait, she's there. They're on a top be a top of tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're they're revealing it's gonna be a very long title. They're revealing oh. it slowly. Oh, that's not the title. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a medical condition. Oh no, no. Oh my They're God. like slowly oh, like wheel an, of fortuneing um, it. Oh, it's one of those things where like a letter means something. What's that called? I don't even think it's that. I think they were slowly unveiling letters if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And unless it is an anagram for like a oh. full They're going Fiona Apple when they're like, Do you remember that vibe? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it that. Uh Iridosaclitis is what it's called. Um yeah, so look forward to, let's say what we think it's uh, it's going to be, at the open trail, bring gays, you openly <laughs> Openly doesn't yearn. start with a you. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> you. 
ugly. Unbelievably openly <laughs> yearn for gross <laughs> yarn <laughs> or on Allegra's tits. <laughs> In the sea. Can we do a deep dive on Allegra Cole, <laughs> speaking of tits? We need to. I, we we need definitely... To, a Cole Industries on Legends Only. We'll really go left lane. We really will. Another businesswoman. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, in... Yeah. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a long episode. Long week. Ooh. Long, long indeed. But I think we learned some things this week. We did. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening and hanging out. And um, hanging on. Yeah, literally. I'm like, keep holding Holding on. Um, I start my new job tomorrow from recording this. Um, I'm going to be working at American Idol. For those of you who made it this far, um... Joining the season part time as a singer. No, I'm kidding. As a celebrity guest. Yeah, as a celebrity vocal instructor. No, I'm going to be doing. You will be sitting next to Katie. Yeah, (laughs) my smile era is incoming. Um, it really is. Yes, this is very exciting, and now we'll be able to uh get all the inside tea on what Katie's doing backstage and get her to wear the fucking black wig every time she does. People go crazy. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. We just love that teenage dream feeling. I know. She's a good judge. She is. She does good TV. Yeah. She, she's there for a reason. She does well. Well, it's going to be a very exciting next few days for you. Yeah. And and thank you everyone uh, for sticking with us as we go through this next transitional period of the podcast, of my life, of my career, trying to figure it all the fuck out. And I'm just barely grasping to reality at this point. So thank you, everyone, for encouraging. Well, Brad, good luck. (laughs) I'm going to need it. I had a moment today where I was like, I miss doing this fucking podcast in person. I'm so sick of that shit. I'm so sick of it. As our TikTok fave said, I just want to go to a fucking, I would kill someone to go to a fucking concert right now. Oh my God, an icon. Oh, we need to do a TikTok. I'm also obsessed with that woman who's like, Hey guys, I'm going back to Jersey, bitch. Yes. She's that, literally me next summer. She's literally you. Can't wait. Oh, uh, well. Well, until then, thank you everyone week. for making it this far. And if you made it this far, tweet us a microphone emoji so that we can tweet you back some love. And uh, give us a follow on at legendsonly underscore pod on socials or YouTube. You can search Legends Only Podcast. And until yeah, next week. Yeah, get us week, to a thousand and we can do a live stream. We're almost there. We're very close. I love it. So until then, we will. See you. Soon. Keep holding on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.